When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and you are about to hear our brand new intro with new music and everything. This is part of a larger rebrand that we unveiled last week, so if you missed that announcement, be sure to go back an episode to hear all about the changes we've made and why they matter. You can also see our new website now by going to 3and30podcast.com. We've made everything more user-friendly so you can find episodes on exactly the topics that you need right now. We are so excited about this rebrand and the new level of focus it will bring to our work with 3 and 30 as we help mothers to dive into the three pillars of self-assured motherhood, know yourself, honor your needs, and love your people. To learn more about the three pillars and to see the new website, go to 3in30podcast.com. That's 3in30podcast.com. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. As moms, our brains can often feel so full, so noisy, and so exhausted that the idea of dedicating time to learning just for fun feels completely foreign, maybe even laughable. That's why there are so many jokes thrown around about how when you become a mom, your brain turns to mush. But my guest today is passionate about busting that myth and reminding parents, moms and dads, that you don't have to stop learning just because you are in a busy, demanding season of life. Allie Roper is the host of the podcast Wiser World, a show dedicated to making world history and world topics more approachable for busy people who forgot it all. She's a former high school world history teacher turned stay-at-home mom to two little boys, and her goal is to increase global literacy and help people feel more wise and educated without the overwhelm. Allie says, I really believe that the more we learn about the world, the more we embrace our shared humanity. Yes, I couldn't agree with that more, and it is so important. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Allie, where she shares so many practical ideas for how moms can become engaged and excited learners, even in our busiest seasons. Here we go. Allie, welcome to 3 and 30. I am so excited to talk with you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're both former teachers turned stay-at-home moms turned podcast hosts. (laughs) I know for me, I was craving continued learning and teaching as a stay-at-home mom, which is what inspired me to start my show. And I think that goes right along with the topic today. Is that a similar experience that you had with your motherhood and your podcast? Oh, yeah. In fact, one of the things that when I decided to become a stay-at-home mom and I had my first baby, people would say to me all the time, like, oh, your brain is going to turn to mush when you become a mom. And it freaked me out. It really terrified me. It was one of the reasons why I waited a long time to have kids, to be honest, because mm. that statement really freaked me out. 
And I totally get that mom brain is a thing and sleep deprivation is real, right? There's times and seasons, but I also have learned that that's not true and that you absolutely do not have to sell your brain to be a mom. In fact, we really need competent mothers. Mm. We really want lifelong learners in motherhood. So I just have found that, you know, you can actually become more educated, more well-rounded as a mom Yeah. instead of the opposite, which is what I was told. Yeah. And you can continue learning not just about motherhood, but also about the world at large and the topics that interest you. And whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom, there's still plenty of room for your brain to continue growing and for you to become wiser, which I love that you have this emphasis in your work on being wise. Your podcast is called Wiser World. This isn't just gaining knowledge to gain knowledge. It's to become better human beings and to have more of a global perspective and be tuned in to humanity at large and not just to your own little insular world that you're in. Right, which is something I think all of us fight, right? It's so easy to just be like, this is my own tiny environment that I've created for myself. Mm -hmm. But when you're able to broaden your scope, it gives you perspective that I think is so helpful as a mother. Yes. And I think it might even be crucial as a mother. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really want that for people. And I want that for myself, which is also one of the reasons why I started the show. Yeah. And this is not to say that there are not seasons when you're so sleep deprived or your kids have so many intense needs that you really do feel like you have to turn inward and focus inward for a little while. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but in day-to-day -day motherhood, when things are pretty calm, you can make space for learning in the day-to-day -day life. And even in your really busiest, hardest seasons, I love that your takeaways are going to lead to some ideas for just quick, easy ways that you can bring learning into your life. You don't have to go back and get a doctorate degree. You can do right. this at home with your family or on your commutes to and from work. So why don't we start with your first takeaway? Sure. So my first takeaway is to change the way that we talk about our learning. So I think to be more educated and well-rounded, you know, like you were saying, you're not here to just learn a bunch of facts. This isn't school where we're going to test you, right? We're adults. And once you can free yourself of that idea, it's amazing, right? Because all we have to do now is just adopt the mindset of well-rounded, educated people. And so we have to speak the way that they speak about themselves. So phrases like, oh, I'm not smart at math, or I was never good at history, or I can't learn to do that, or whatever. Those are fixed mindset phrases. And then there are phrases like, math takes me more time, but I'm learning it, or I don't know anything about that yet, or I really want to learn more about that. Those are growth mindset phrases. And so I think that we learn more when we have a growth mindset. And I'm sure you've read Carol Dweck's book on mindset. I have, yep. It's a good one, right? And she talks about this idea that kids that are told, oh, you're so smart, they actually end up learning less and usually not becoming more intelligent in the long run. But kids who are told, you love a good challenge or, wow, you love to work hard on things, they grow to become more successful in life and have happier lives. Mm -hmm. And so one of my favorite stories in that book is she's talking about this little kid who gets a really hard puzzle and he like rubs his hands together and he's like, ooh, I love a good challenge. <laughs> and ever since hearing that, I've started doing that with my son and even thinking that way, you know, when I get that Ikea chair I have to put together, instead of being like, oh, I don't know how to do this and this is going to take forever. I'm like, ooh, I love a good challenge. <laughs> I love that line. Right. I mean, that could change everything when I have to learn a new technology for my business, when 
there's current events that come up that I don't understand instead of thinking like, oh, there's no way. I don't know how to do that. This is the worst. It takes too much time thinking. I love a good challenge. I'm up for the challenge of learning about this. Right. And I think if you have that mindset, you can carry that with you until the day you die. You know, we all know older people who are continually learning. And then we know people who are not as interested in that. And I think I want to be one of the people that's like 95 years old and still trying to grow. Mm. So adopting the idea of I am a curious person and making that part of your identity sounds simple, but it can make a huge difference. And you'll start noticing once you start adopting that mindset, there's opportunities to learn all around us. I have learned more at the playground (laughs) from having that mindset than anything. I meet people from all different countries at the playground near my house. And I just started asking more questions. I've learned all kinds of things just doing normal mom stuff Mm. and just from changing my mindset to just being more curious instead of fearful, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. And I think really embodying the idea that it's never too late to learn something is important. I was listening to an episode on Monica Packer's podcast about progress. She was interviewing Jennifer Finlayson Fife, who's one of my favorite counselors. Oh, yeah. And Jennifer shared that her mother signed up for dance classes at like 89 years old. Oh, I love that. Yeah. She had lost her husband and had like really deeply grieved for a year or so. And then she said she was like dropping something off at the post office and there was a dance studio next door. And she's like, I don't know what came over me, but I just went in there and talked to him and I signed up for classes. And Jennifer (sighs) talks in this episode and I'll link the episode because the whole thing is fabulous. But she talks about how her mother now will perform for the family when they come over. And like, she's just beaming with joy. She's like 93 now. And she's taken these dance classes and learned this new skill and really like come alive again in her old age because she's allowed herself to believe it's not too late for me to continue learning and growing. Oh, I love that. I love that so much because I feel like it really can do amazing things for your mental health to continue learning. Like I love vegging in front of the TV as much as anybody else. Right. But I have noticed that if I go into my room and I do 20 minutes of study for one of my podcasts, I will walk out like, Oh my gosh, listen to this. I got to tell you about this thing I just learned about. And I get all amped up and excited And my husband's like, oh, this is way better for you than just watching Downton Abbey or whatever, right? (laughs) So it can be a helpful thing for mental health to continue learning. At least it has been for me. Yeah. And it's so beneficial that we live in the time of Google where I can Google pretty much anything and thinking specifically for my podcast. Like I'm not a tech wizard. Right. But when challenges come up, I just think, I'll figure it out. There's got to be a YouTube video about it. And I Google it and I watch it and I try it and I learn. I'm learning all the time. And so instead of getting these challenges and thinking, oh, I can't, I don't know what to do here. I can't do it. Or I have to pay someone else to figure it out, which sometimes I do. You Sometimes you can figure <laughs> it out with a little digging into. So finding those situations in your everyday life and instead of defaulting to having somebody else figure it out, thinking, I love to learn. I can figure this out. Yeah, that's very powerful. I feel like that is very confidence boosting. You become much more self-assured. It has this ripple effect into your life. I think that's extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. So the first takeaway is just to rethink the way you think about learning and try to change your mindset, change the way you talk to yourself about it, and identify yourself as a curious learner. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised how much you learn just in your normal life mm-hmm. from that. I love that. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. 
I love utilizing meal planning services like Green Chef to take the guesswork out of what we're going to eat and how we're going to get it on the table. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. I love that Green Chef makes it possible for me to cook new and exciting recipes instead of just relying on our boring old favorites. With all of the ingredients in pre-portioned quantities, along with a detailed cooking instruction card, I'm making things I otherwise would never think to make. The sesame ginger chicken was perfect for our family of four. You can celebrate Earth Month with recipes featuring premium proteins, seasonal organic produce, and sustainably sourced seafood. With so many customizable options, you can't go wrong with Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash 3in3060 and use code 3in3060 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 3in3060 and use code 3in3060 to get 60% off plus free shipping. This episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I recently saw a meme that made me laugh. It said, I used to think adulthood was one crisis after another, but I was wrong. Multiple crises, concurrently, all at once, all the time, forever. (laughs) Relatable, right? But all joking aside, life really is hard. And the only silver lining is that the hard stuff can be where the most growth happens if we allow ourselves the time and space to process what we're going through and to figure out what we're learning about ourselves. Therapy has been a tool that has helped me deepen my self-awareness through all of the crises and the hard stuff in life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule because it's done entirely online. Fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 3in30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3in30. And what's your second takeaway? Okay, so number two is to stop waiting for big chunks of time, right? And to start in a more creative and realistic way for yourself. So as I've talked to women about learning since I started this podcast and continuing your education, the thing that comes up a lot is just time. And I think we just have to get over this idea that we're going to have huge chunks of time ever. Hmm. I think we're always going to find ways to keep ourselves busy because motherhood is a busy thing no matter what age your kids are. But I think that we'll never get into the habit unless we start taking advantage of small chunks of time. So if you want to learn about personal finance, for example, you are not going to have time for hours-long courses, but you might have time for one weekly podcast, and that can be enough for you right now, right? The key is to pick something that you're genuinely interested in, that you're excited about, and then do something small to learn about it. So something is better than nothing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So right now for me, sometimes that means 10 minutes a week because my kids are really small. But like you've said, you know, when your kids get a little older, you might have a little more time. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day, but it adds up very quickly when you take advantage of the little moments here and there. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. What are some of your ideas for how to weave more learning into the moments of motherhood? Even while you are actively parenting, how can you weave learning in? Yes. Well, first of all, your kids love to learn. Most little kids like to learn, especially. When you pick out books at the library, you can learn a lot with them on that. That's just an active way to parent. 
in a less active way, when I'm doing the dishes, I take advantage of audiobooks. I inhale audio. That's how I do most of my research for my podcast, actually, is I just have an AirPod in and I'm listening while I do the mundane tasks of life. I clean way more when I'm listening to audiobooks <laughs> that I enjoy. I do my laundry. I do my dishes. I'm always listening to something. And I have a hack where I start an audiobook on like 1.5x speed. And then as I get used to the narrator, I speed it up. Someone taught me that, and that's been genius for me. I can get through books pretty quickly if I use that hack. Yeah, whereas if you start at two times speed, it's too fast. You can't follow it's it. It's too fast. You kind of move your way. Right, yeah, and you'd be surprised how quickly you can listen to something in that way. Another hack is that I often keep my social media apps on my phone. I keep them next to my Kindle app, and when I'm tempted to just mindlessly scroll in those little pockets of time, I often will pull up my Kindle app instead and just read one page. Mm. And that adds up over time. I am astonished at how much I am able to consume in terms of just knowledge about history from like 10 minutes of reading books every so often throughout the day. Yeah. And I also sometimes when my kids are playing independently, I'll leave like a big book out on the counter or, you know, on the couch and I'll just kind of like look at it on the side and flip through it while my kids play. And it's just a very simple way to keep my brain moving without having to just be like, no, mommy's reading. Yeah. I can get information from kind of doing off the side. Yeah. I love that you said something is better than nothing. I have had to really work to believe that because I'm naturally a perfectionist. and Me too. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> and so I've had to work to embrace that growth mindset. That's a fixed mindset to think like if it's not perfect conditions, then it's not even worth doing. I've had to expand that and say something is better than nothing. An example I have is that I actually don't do that well with audiobooks because I am so visual. And so mm -hmm. in order for me to retain something in great detail, I have to read it. That's hard. Yeah. For a lot of years, I thought like there's no point in listening to audiobooks if I can't retain 100% of what I am hearing. And I realized that that was a fixed mindset and that these were books that I wasn't going to make the time to read otherwise in my limited time to sit down and open a book. And so I thought something is better than nothing. Like listening and getting some general ideas from these books is better than never engaging with these books at all. And it's so true that I gained yeah. some knowledge, even if it's not my 100% perfect could write an essay about it after. It's something. It's better than nothing. Oh, yeah. In fact, I was just with some women the other day and we were talking about my podcast and they're like, oh, I can't remember, you know, even a quarter of the detail that you share in those podcasts. And I said, you're not supposed to, mm -hmm. right? We're not in ninth grade anymore. Isn't it so nice, <laughs> right? It's like you're not supposed to remember all the details of Iranian history. You're supposed to just be able to know enough now that when you meet an Iranian, you feel a little more equipped to chat with them and be like, I listened to this podcast and I know something about your country and I'd love to hear more from you. Right. It's yeah. it's not that we're here to learn facts or, like you said, memorize or write an essay on the book. Mm -hmm. But I think it's hard to unwind that idea when you've done years and years of school that mm -hmm. is more geared in that direction. Right. Yeah. So learning as an adult can actually be way more fun mm. than learning as a teenager. But I think sometimes a lot of adults never get over that hill because they never recognize that. Yeah. Or they've internalized that learning looks like school learning and that wasn't fun for them. And so right. then they never can see beyond that to a new way of learning within adulthood. Totally. That's absolutely what I think is the problem. <laughs> yeah. 
And then what's your yeah. third takeaway for us? Okay, my third takeaway is joining or building a learning community. And before you think, oh, that's just too much work, I have a lot of different ideas here on ways to make it realistic, depending on your stage of life. So I have noticed for myself that when I learn, I learn more deeply when I'm learning with someone else or I'm teaching it to someone else. And that's just true. If you teach something to somebody else, you're way more likely to retain it psychologically. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I started the podcast is I wanted to remember more world history. And so I knew I had to teach it. But sometimes learning along someone else can be really motivating. And that's hard to do as a busy mom. So there's some ideas I have for you on how you can keep learning and having a community with the learning mm -hmm. without doing something that's really overwhelming. So one of those ideas I have is if you want to read more, like you were saying, you can get on Goodreads. I'm very particular on who I follow on Goodreads. And I mostly follow women and they just share, you know, little reviews on the books that they've read. And I have read more variety of books from just being on Goodreads, which is just an app on my phone, than I ever would have read if I was just researching my own books. Yeah. Mm. It's like my favorite social media is Goodreads because I love seeing what other people read and adding it to my to-read list. And it's just a community to help me want to learn more. Mm. The second one I would recommend for people is to join or start a club. And this does not have to be overwhelming. The best book club I have ever been in was a group of women that we decided we were only going to pick books that we called the discussers. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we only read books that were highly discussable. And we have read books on the opioid crisis, American presidents, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. We've read Man's Search for Meaning. We've read a large variety of books and just discussed them. And the rule is that we chat for a little bit at the beginning and then we launch in. And if you can find a group of women or men who are interested in true discussion, it can be very, very enlightening. I have learned more from that book club I was in than any other community, even more than school. So starting up a book club, that's been really effective for me to keep learning. Yeah. I love the idea of a book club. I love a good book club and the discussers is such a great idea. I recently heard about some women that were doing a podcast club, which I love because sometimes reading a whole book or even listening to a whole book is overwhelming. But if you have friends who like to learn, whoever's in charge can choose a podcast that is a meaty topic, that's discussable, that's interesting, and share it with a group and everybody can listen to it and come and discuss it. Then that can be a great way to get sort of your learning community in. And there's a group that's been meeting and discussing podcasts for a couple of years, and they periodically tag me because they periodically discuss my episodes. Uh -huh. And the other day I saw they tagged me and they said that they were meeting that night to discuss some of my episodes. And I messaged her and I said, can I come? That's <laughs> and so, so fun. I zoomed in with this group and chatted with these women and talked about the episodes and the process of making the podcast. They had a lot of questions about that. But it was fun for me to get to join with these women in this learning community and to sort of invite myself to their podcast club. So I love that idea for yeah. moms who may love podcasts and want to discuss them with their friends. Yeah, because sometimes you're in a stage where reading books is just not for you. And you also could, even to take it simpler than that, you could even have like a Marco Polo group that discusses mm. a podcast 
or listens to a speech, you know, once a month, we're going to pick a podcaster's speech or whatever. And then we're going to talk about it on the Marco Polo thread or on the text thread. If you can't meet in person or your friends live far away from you, mm. you know, you, you can be really creative on creating communities. Like I love what these women have done Me too. because they just got creative and that's really powerful. In our area, there's a group of men who started something called the Think Club. And I think this is just genius. They have one of the guys reads a book that he's interested in. And then all the other guys show up at his house or wherever. And he gives them the synopsis of the book. Mm. And then they discuss it. <laughs> I love and, that. Yeah. And my husband goes sometimes. And he's like, it's great because I don't have to read the book. I just go and learn from so-and-so all about it. I feel like I get the Reader's Digest version. We get to discuss it. And I get a night to think. And I get a night to move outside of work and talk with men about things other than work. Yeah. So you can be very creative on that in the sense that you don't even have to read a book or listen to a podcast and start a think club. And once a year, you have to do it. Yeah. You know? That's such a great idea. It reminds me of, I have a friend, Jennifer Brimhall. I'm pretty sure she has written a blog post about this. I will try to find it and link it in the show notes. But I remember that she said that sometimes at their family gatherings, when the extended family is together for like a holiday or something, they'll have one night where they like have the kids watch a movie or something. It's just the adults. And they will share about something that they learned that year. They go oh, around I and love they that. And so for some people, it can be it can be silly. It can be serious. It can be about their profession. So my brother-in-law does radars for work. Like I know nothing about mm -hmm. radar. So I could see him giving like a basic little overview of radar engineering. And I could learn a little snippet of his life. Or my husband does dentistry. He might do a little lesson on that. And I might do something about something that I learned about podcasting or about parenting. But you could also, I mean, if you're listening and thinking, I don't have a career outside my home. I wouldn't have anything to teach about. I would challenge that and say, oh, yeah, what have you learned about calming tantrums? Do you want to teach about making friendships? Whatever it is that you sort of learned about that year in whatever domain you've spent your time, that could be such a cool thing to share with the people in your family or your group of friends. Everybody's just giving a little report and we're all learning a little bit about a lot of different topics. That's a genius idea. And I would even say that, for example, my sister, she's also a stay-at-home mom, but she is a true crime junkie, mm. right? And I would love for her to like <laughs> sit down with the family and be like, this is all the stuff I learned from my true crime podcast this year. Yeah. has nothing to do with motherhood, but it's something that fills her cup and that she really loves. Yeah, And I would love to hear from her on that. So the world's our oyster, right? You can learn about anything at any time. Yeah. That's a genius idea. I've even heard of families like starting book clubs where they pick one book that year and everyone in the family reads that book that year. And then at the holidays, if they get together, they all discuss the book. And that's a very simple one too, right? There's just, we can be creative for days on this, but it really does help to have other people to learn with mm -hmm. and to share. You're way more likely to retain it if you're sharing it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Once you teach it, you remember it way better. That is so, yeah. so true. Well, this has been so fun and enlightening, Allie. I feel amped up and excited. You could tell we're both nerds. <laughs> totally. I have loved talking to you. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, learning groups. I want to start one now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and those listening, some of you may be like right here with me and Allie, like ready to start all the book clubs. And others might think, that's a little intense for me. <laughs> but you can do whatever works with your learning style, with your interests, with however deep you want to go. The idea here is just to believe 
that you can continue learning as a mom and that your brain does not have to turn to mush and that you can have hobbies and interests outside of motherhood, even if you are fully devoted, a full-time caregiver to your children, there's still room and time to learn and to explore the topics that you're interested in. Absolutely. And it can bring you a lot of joy. Yeah. As you can tell from Allie, like brimming yeah. with joy right now. As we're <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Allie, tell us more about your podcast and where listeners can learn more from you. Sure. So if you have forgotten about world history or you had a horrible world history teacher, which I know I did, <laughs> or you're just interested in global topics, you want more context for what's going on when you look up current events, I think my podcast might be a good place to start for you. What I do is twice a month, I share short 10 to 20 minute episodes on all kinds of world topics. This year, I'm covering a lot of holidays. So recently, I did an episode on Lunar New Year for people who don't know anything about that. And it's under 15 minutes, but it just gives you a primer, foundational knowledge on things that are very helpful that you need to know There's to increase your global literacy. In fact, I've got one coming up on the global diamond industry. It might already be out by the time this episode comes out. But it's just fascinating stuff, and I really enjoyed doing it. I also do something called 101 episodes where I take the last 100 years of a country, and I kind of distill all of that information down into three parts that are relatively short. And it gives you an overview so that you can have contextual knowledge for the current events in those areas. So I've done Ukraine, Russia, North Korea, Taiwan, Iran. I'm going to do Venezuela this year. I'm going to do the Palestinian-Israeli conflict just so that you can have a better understanding to see the current events and think, oh, I know the background that comes with what's going on right now in the world. Yeah. Oh, it's so helpful. I first started listening to your podcast shortly after Russia invaded Ukraine. And that's actually right about the time you launched your podcast. I'm so yeah. grateful that you did. It was so needed. The timing at that time. was eerie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just thinking, like, I don't get this. And I want to. I I want to at least have a basic understanding of what's happening. And just having your breakdown, your quick but thorough breakdown mm -hmm. is incredibly helpful. You're so gifted at what you do. So oh, congratulations on starting your show and the momentum that it's got. And tell them the name of your podcast and website and where they can find you. Sure. You can find my podcast on any podcast platform. It's called Wiser World. And I'm on Instagram at Wiser World Podcast. I share a lot of visuals. If you're a visual learner, you can see some pictures of the things that I talk about in the episodes. And my website is wiserworldpodcast.com. All right. Great. Well, thank you so, so much, Allie, for coming on and for inspiring us all to think of ourselves as learners and to start engaging with learning in whatever our life circumstances are right now. This is so important, and we're just so grateful that we're able to have you on 3 and 30. Thank you so much. It was so fun to chat. Okay, that conversation was so fun, and now I need to start some sort of club. <laughs> Who's with me on that? To recap Allie's three takeaways for how to become a more educated mom, even when you're super busy and overwhelmed, remember first, change the way you talk about your learning. Instead of saying, I'm not smart, or I can't learn to do this, or I don't know anything, try saying things like, I don't know anything about that yet, or I want to learn about that, or I love a good challenge. This is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. For me personally, I sometimes have a bad attitude about learning something new because I feel like it takes too much time. I don't want to take the time to watch a YouTube video and figure out how to install my internet router. But when I reframe those everyday tasks and think of them as an opportunity to learn instead of just as a big inconvenience, 
I find so much more energy for the task, and I do end up learning a lot. Second takeaway, stop waiting for big chunks of time to learn and start in a creative and realistic way. This is especially important for busy moms. You may not have time in this season to read for hours every day, but do you have 10 minutes before you fall asleep each night? Could you listen to an audiobook or podcast as you do chores or commute to work or nurse your baby? I was actually talking to Allie after we stopped recording, and I asked her how she originally found 3 and 30. She said she was looking for educational things to listen to as she spent hours nursing her first baby. Because she didn't want to spend that time just scrolling on her phone. She wanted something she would be excited to listen to and learn from, and that's when she started binging old 3 and 30 episodes until she had made it almost all the way through the archives. Such a brilliant example of using those pockets of time in everyday mom life to intentionally engage in learning about something that interests you. And third and finally, join or build a learning community. This makes learning fun. You could start a book club of books that Allie calls discussers. Or if that feels too ambitious, try a podcast club where you all come ready to discuss an episode. Or a think club where one person presents on a book and everyone else just comes to learn. I think you will find that having different topics to discuss with your friends or family will deepen your connection and relationships as you go beyond just how's work or how are the kids to really diving into their thoughts on complex topics or their academic and personal interests. Friends, before I end, I just want to say that I know this isn't easy and I know that you are tired. You may be listening to this and thinking, Rachel, I can barely keep my kids fed and dressed every day. I don't have it in me to be an engaged learner right now. I want you to know that that is perfectly okay, and you should just ignore everything in this episode if it makes you feel sad or inadequate in your current season of life. But I also want to say that if this episode excites you, but you simply can't see how you will put it into practice in your overwhelming life, start small. Give yourself one action item this week. Maybe that's to do a quick Google search for top podcasts on a topic that you're interested in learning about. Then you just subscribe to those podcasts and in a pocket of time, you can start listening until you find the one that you really want to engage in. Or maybe that's walking into your local library and asking someone to show you how their app for audiobooks works. I know for me, that's been a barrier because I can't figure out my library's audiobook system. I need to just walk in there and have someone show me, overcome that hurdle, and then I can start using audiobooks from the library. Or maybe the small action you want to take this week is to text this podcast episode to your group of friends and ask them if they want to start some sort of club. Small steps really do add up. And if you think that more time engaging your brain outside of motherhood would excite you and boost your energy and your self-confidence, your sense of purpose, you can do this. This goes into two pillars of my Self-Assured Motherhood framework, sanctify your soul care and pursue your purpose. And it can be so valuable to prioritize your self-expansion when you're feeling bogged down in motherhood. As always, as we end this episode, what I want you to know most is that I'm rooting for you. I believe in you, and I hope that you have a great week with your family. Hey, I'm Lizzie Mathis, the host of the Cool Mom Code podcast, where motherhood is your key card to the coolest spot in town. I'm excited to give you a behind the scenes, real talk combo between some of the most influential and tastemaker mamas I know. Subscribe and stay tuned for new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't ever miss a beat. See you there.